today here on Cincy Business Talk with Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. We'll be talking to business leaders about how they have grown their businesses and people. We discuss new strategies, tactics, and philosophies which lead to positive growth in our marketplace. Our program is sponsored by Sandler Training by Roth & Associates. Each week we'll talk with our best Cincinnati area top executives about their tools and insights. Our regular listeners will be given the edge that will help them win in a competitive environment which we live. Simple solutions to complex problems which challenge all of us are rarely correct. We will address complex problems or opportunities with appropriate solutions. If you have questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400. Now your host, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer, Mike Roth. Thanks, Scott. This is Mike Roth. I'm here today with Bert Heeman from Furlong Building Enterprises. Thanks for joining me, Bert. Thank you. Before we we move forward, let's tell everyone a little bit about some of the shows that are coming up next week. Next week, we have Clint Brown, who is the owner of the Florence Freedom minor league baseball team. And then on Friday, we're going to have Chip Shriver from Shriver Security Systems. Uh, they're the Sonatrol dealer in this area. Then a week from Thursday, on the 25th of July, we're going to have Majid Samara Gandhi, who is the CEO of Triton Services, a mechanical contractor up in Mason. And then we're going to have Jeff Betts, who is the head of Landmark Insurance Agency. He's on the 26th. And then on the 1st of August, we're going to have a really interesting guy named Bob Tate. Bob used to be a director of Procter & Gamble. He's in the product development area, and he's got a really interesting story to tell about Axiom Consulting, a worldwide company. Just picking a few, Ryan Walker is going to, from Differential is going to be talking on August 8th about uh, what his company does, which is help, help software startups get their product into the marketplace by building their software for them from the design and taking a piece of the company's as a, as a payment, which I thought was a pretty good deal. Uh, then we're going to have one of my favorite restaurateurs in Cincinnati, Dean Gregory from the Montgomery Inn Boathouse on August 15th. And then uh, Mike Lamb from Cincinnati Time will be the guest on August 22nd, and we have more people in the queue. Some things going on at Sandler. We have the cold call camp coming up this month on the 24th of July. That's an all-day program for people who have to make cold calls. Bert, you, in your company, you guys don't have to make cold calls. The phone just rings, and you pick up the business that way, right? In a best world, yeah. So it's not real world. <laughs> not always, no. Okay. Bert serves as a, the director of business development in Furlong, worked in the construction and real estate industries, and at the Bank of Kentucky, Collier's International, Paul Hammer Company. Bert is responsible for attracting new business to the company, working with clients, graduate of Xavier, and has real estate construction experience in Ohio, Indiana, and Kentucky. He uh, is experienced in acquisitions, dispositions. That means what? Selling. Yes, <laughs> selling and transferring of the property. Right, right. We have a we have a rule here that we attempt to follow, which is don't use buzzwords that are industry specific that maybe you understand, but other people don't. It, it helps if we make other people understand what we're saying. You do leasing, development, zoning, marketing analysis for retail and medical properties. You do construction and tenant finish. You also have a lot of experience in the financing side of the business. You live in northern Kentucky? Correct. Okay. You have a, I thought you had an MBA. No. no. You're just working on graduate school. Yes, correct. Okay. You volunteer your time with the 
Northern Kentucky Chamber, the Board of Directors of Perception, and currently a president of a uh, BNI chapter. Mm-hmm. And you've worked at both work with the Children's Home of Northern Kentucky and the Brighton Center. That's correct. Good. So why don't you tell us a little bit more about Furlong? Some people may never, believe it or not, never have heard of your company. Well, that's hopefully not going to be that uh, the case much longer as we are getting our name out there. Furlong Building Enterprises uh, was founded by our two principals, Jude Heeman and Pete Nicolau. We're in our fourth year. We are a commercial design-build construction company specializing in industrial, office, medical, and retail tenant finish, ground-up construction. We like to think that the best part of what we provide is our experience to our customers. In the design-build construction, generally the bottom-line dollar is not what determines who the person selects. It's because you have partnered with a company like ourselves to go from start to finish with your construction needs. Some of our best customers we've been working with for quite some time, spanning different companies that we've all worked for, Mm -hmm. those in our company. And to be able to come in and bring that back experience into different situations allows us to really define who we are by sitting down with the customer and saying, well, I understand what you're wanting to do, but it's not necessarily going to work, and here's why. And to have that uh, experience really does prove to them that they've made the right decision to work with us. Mm-hmm. Why don't you tell us about some of the clients that you've had? Uh, clients that we've done some specific work with in the past, CPD Global Central Labs, Schwann Food Company, Emerson Power Transmission, Prologis, Nestle, Snap Fitness, Fallhaber Nissan, EMD, which is a Merck company, EMD Millipore, we're located in Norwood, as well as the Joseph Auto Group. Mm-hmm. I'm familiar with Nestle's. I think everyone is. <laughs> what did you? I didn't even know Nestle's had a facility in this area of the world. They don't. Well, it's down near um, Lexington, Kentucky. Oh. Yeah. A lot of our work that doesn't necessarily take place right here in town. Uh, we do travel for our clients, for our good clients. We will go out of town for multiple transactions that we've done. We will either start here and then go find out where they are in other places. We've done work in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Illinois, Michigan, Iowa, Tennessee, and but yeah, Nestle's down by Lexington. They have a factory where they make hot pockets down there. Okay. Once upon a time, I did this business with Nestle at their American headquarters in Westchester, New York. Oh wow! So I was surprised to hear that they're here, but they're a big company. Mm-hmm. Bert has agreed to take questions from callers. So if you have a question, we'll be screening the calls during the commercial breaks. The number for call-in is 646-595-4916. Bert, why don't you tell our listeners how you guys go to market? The best way to say how we go to market would be relationship-based selling. The best the best referral that you can get is a past customer telling one of their customers, you need to work with these guys. You need to work with the folks that did what we're sitting in, the room that we're sitting in, the building we're sitting in, the factory we're working mm-hmm. in. Mm-hmm. They built this. Right. So that's referral-based. But how do we go to market? We get our name out there by, A, going to the building owner, going to the company decision-maker, and presenting our services to them in that manner, as well as we work with a lot of real estate brokers, property managers, bankers. Those are the folks that are generally involved in real estate transactions that are going to have construction aspects to the transaction, as well as past customers, building owners, 
they're going to have to rehab those buildings. They're going to have to make expansions on the buildings. They may decide to do a complete and total remodel as the shape of their business changes, as they go through a hiring, as they begin to open up a new wing, a new avenue of their business. So we'll go directly to them. Mm-hmm. We do website advertising. We do uh, advertising for our customers as well. That's how we go to market. Mm-hmm. So you have your own website. Yes, we do. Okay. What did you mean by website advertising? We have advertised with other organizations on their websites. Um, we do advertising in different publications simply to put a face with our name and to say, we stand ready to handle all of your construction needs. Okay, so, and that's putting an ad on someone else's website? More or less, yes. Okay, that's not the same as pay-per-click or buying keywords? No, sir. Okay. Do you do your own websites internally? Uh, we have a company that we work with that does ours, yeah. Okay. and are, But we manage it. Okay, and are you – I'm always curious about this, buying outside – search engine optimization services, or do you guys do that yourself? We allow the company that we work with to kind of suggest what they think would be most optimal through their working with other customers, mm-hmm. and they present it to us. As we are a smaller company, the pocketbook is not limitless when it terms comes to terms of the marketing and the spending, so we do have to be picky and choosy about where we spend, and it gets to be very, very difficult from time to time because we do have a lot of great relationships with a lot of people. And when you say, oh, we're thinking about doing this, next thing you know, you get 10 phone calls of people that want you to purchase their services. Copiers, for instance. I have friends that work for three different copy companies here in town, and they all want to be in our office, and we can't have three copiers. Mm. You know, it's funny. I have clients in the accounting business, and a couple of years ago, I walked into the guy's office, and he had four high-speed duplicator copiers in the office. Did he need them? No. <laughs> and, and I said to him, you know, why do you have four copiers? And he said, well, I brought one in on demo, and a salesman from another vendor came in, saw the machine, and said, you've got to try our machine. And so he put his machine in. Another guy came in, saw two, said, you got to try ours too. And he wound up with four of them in there. <laughs> well, very much like our business, uh, it, it's not just – the service that you provide, but it's the relationship that you bring. Because we do offer a wide variety. It's not just the construction. We also have a design aspect. We have an in-house architect who is uh, just excellent at what he does. He is excellent with code and the, the reworking and working with customers and understanding their vision and being able to put, as he says, boxes inside boxes. And sometimes, without even swinging a hammer, we will have performed a service for a customer on just the design side. But hopefully in an optimal world, it starts with design and it ends with us finishing the building. Okay, so you have your own in-house architect. That's correct. That's unusual. It is. For it a design-build company. But it absolutely, and we do work with other architectural firms because it, the workload is just monumental and he can't handle everything, even though he'd like to think he can. But in that particular case, we do work with outside architects, but to be able to come in and start with that sit-down where it's myself and a project manager and our architect, uh, we can provide that service for that customer by understanding right off the bat what it is that they're wanting to do. And then we can start then work through those those different drawings and revisions and then eventually put uh, brick and mortar together. Mm-hmm. Why do you think most people buy from uh, Furlong? More than anything else, it's got to be the quality of the people that set us apart. 
Our principals bring over 30 years of combined experience and work ethic to the company. Our customers are our customers for life and uh, not just a client. A client is what I classify as a one-off type of a job, but we mm -hmm. have a lot of customers. We do a lot of repeat business, and um, we like to show it off. We're not afraid to ask our customers if they'll put in a good word with their customers as well, but good. our experience and our people. Good. We're going to take a, a short commercial break here, and we're going to listen to Jimmy Fox talk about our upcoming networking group here in Cincinnati that, that we sponsor here at Roth & Associates called Tip Club. The next Tip Club meeting is on the 18th. I guess that's next week of, of July from 7.30 to 9 a.m. here at the Sandler Training Center. Let's listen to Jimmy. I'm Jimmy Fox of Tip Club. Tip Club is a professional networking organization whose members help each other succeed. We meet once per month and provide a forum where business-to-business -business professionals are able to connect with more desirable opportunities and build long-term strategic partnerships. I'm inviting Cincinnati Business Talk listeners to come to our free networking event. You'll have the opportunity to meet new people, share leads and referrals, and grow your business through strategic alliances. Membership in our Cincinnati group is open to only one person per specific trade or occupation. Business-to-business -business professionals only, please. We do not accept multi-level marketing or recruiting-driven memberships. This is our only group in Cincinnati. We'll meet on the third Thursday of the month from 7.30 to 9 a.m. at Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, 4357 Ferguson Drive, Cincinnati, Ohio. To reserve a seat please go to www.tipclub.com and click on the Events tab at the top of the page. Then, just scroll down the list until you come to the Cincinnati event. Or you may call 800-798-0270. That's 1-800-798-0270. Thank you, and we look forward to seeing you at our next networking event. Mike Roth and Bert Heyman. Bert, we were talking a little bit about why people buy from you before the uh, commercial break. And before I ask you the next question, why don't you tell people how they can get a hold of you after the show? Absolutely. Uh, first and foremost, our website, www.furlongbuilding.com, as well as you can call us at 859-647-2999, uh, as well as you can email me direct, and that's Bert. B-E-R-T, at furlongbuilding.com. Good. Uh, Bert, what is the unique marketing advantage that Furlong has? Uh, I would have to say that uh, the best, well, the most unique marketing advantage is going to be the people that we work with that do our marketing. <laughs> Having, uh, isn't that you? Well, it is and it isn't. Um, the, the people that we, everybody in our company is a salesperson. Not everybody has a sales role. But I think the fact that everybody has a little bit of skin in the game within our company. Everybody is always constantly looking for the next job for us. Everybody is always constantly selling when they're out and about. Um, people like to go out and say, you know, what do you do? Oh, I don't take my work home. I don't think anybody at Furlong ever takes 
time off and consistently mm-hmm. marketing our company, our services, and what we do. And I think that's unique. So, so how many people do you have in the company? We have 13. So you have 13 salespeople. We have 13 salespeople. Right from the top down. That's good. Absolutely. Good. Again, Bert has agreed to uh, take calls. We'll screen the calls during the next commercial break. Uh, if you want to call in, the number is 646-595-4916. Bert, what do you think the opportunities and possibilities are for a design-build firm like yours? Uh, Hopefully, the the best opportunity is to work with multiple companies uh, to do start-to-finish services for them, not just find the land, not just design the building, but to be their consistent provider of maintenance, mm-hmm. which we also do, but to be the provider of the tenant finish aspect of their building, be it an industrial building, an office building, or a multi-tenant retail complex, to be able to come back in as tenants come and go and be that company because you want to have that consistency of work being done in the building. And I think our work is A+. plus. You want to have that repeat relationship with the property manager, with the building owner, that they know every single time they have a new tenant, every time the industrial company wants to put a new machine in or has to do some work to their building that they know all they have to do is call furlong and they're going to get that excellence every time uh, of product mm-hmm. uh, i was curious uh, why the name furlong uh, actually the company was started on furlong drive in ohio over in miami town okay and being from kentucky uh, one of the owners has a, a deep-rooted love for horse racing and as our logo shows the running horse very similar to that of Keeneland or some of the other racetracks. So you take furlong the, the term with horse racing, the distance, and you know we're willing to go that extra distance. Horse racing is deep-rooted. We're deep-rooted Kentucky people, and uh, it seemed to work. Okay. It makes sense. Absolutely. Uh, do you see any obstacles in the marketplace for your company? Absolutely. Obstacle number one will be the uh, competition in the market. There's a lot of good companies out there. A lot of good companies uh, popped up after some other good companies went down in 2008. Mm-hmm. You know, we had a, I don't know if people remember, but we had a bit of a downturn in the economy. And when that happened, a lot of good people got let go or a lot of good companies folded. And new good companies popped up in that, the aftermath of that. And uh, working against those companies makes us work that much harder to be that much better, uh, to continue to put out the consistency of product, continue to go out and go after the good jobs, Mm-hmm. to keep your good customers part of your barn as well as out there harvesting that field. That's good. you got got a couple more horse terms in yeah, Absolutely. I'm full of them. <laughs> so uh, you do work, though, in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana? Yes, we do. We're based out of northern Kentucky, mm-hmm. uh, but we will go where the work is. What's the furthest away that you, for a longest job, done a job? Um, I have to say it was up in northern Michigan. Mm-hmm. It was a uh, the build out of a Snap Fitness for Snap Fitness Corporate, so it wasn't a large job, but it was an important job because our clients really liked the quality of work that we did and said, "Okay, you've done three or four here in Northern Kentucky and Cincinnati for us. Now go do one in Iowa, Indiana, and Michigan for us." Okay, is that like a franchise? Uh, These were corporate stores that were eventually sold to franchisees. Okay, that's good. Do you guys have a strategic planning process there at Furlong? Absolutely. We get together twice a year as a company, as well as with the executive team, as well as with our board members, because we do have a board of directors, um, and we get together and analyze the year. We look at and forecast the upcoming year, as well as we actually consult with our customers. 
to kind of be able to find out and project what it kind of work that they might be able to give us as well as new customers to bring in. But we do. We, we budget. We kind of look at how the economy is, how our bigger customers have been spending money to try and forecast how much more work they're going to be wanting to do. Um, and you can take that to market and really understand what their customers and what their competitors are going to be doing because it, it matters. It matters to us because if a lot of companies are doing a lot of business, if the economy is good, people are going to be building. People Things are, are easy when the economy is good. Absolutely. Absolutely. But that's – we do. We do twice a year. We do strategic planning. Good. So you update your, your strategic plan twice a year. How long is the strategic plan? How many years does it run out? Uh, I think there's a short term and then there's a five-year right now. And I think the five-year plan, as I was talking with Jude and Pete, was don't fail. <laughs> we we tell people that uh, when you go beyond two years of the plan, you're, you're really into dense fog. Well, it's hard to think that our company was formed by two guys uh, less than four years ago. We're in our fourth year and we have 13 mm-hmm. people. To be able to come out of that economy with just two guys wanting to build things, and I think the first contract of the company was 20000 and the second one was a million. And then they continue to surround themselves with good people. We've all worked together in the past. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think uh, your prospects are looking for right now? Our prospects are looking for expertise. They're looking for partnership and advice in terms of what it is that they are doing. They are looking for people that can do multiple projects for them. Because if you take it into your own life, you like to have consistency of the services that are provided you. Mm-hmm. We'll apply that to the business world. If you can work with one company and satisfy four, five, six, or all of your needs, that makes things much easier, and it takes a, a great burden off of your plate. Mm-hmm. So they are looking for the consistency of approach. They are looking for our expertise on the the design side, the repeat business side. On my side, sometimes they're landlords, and they want to talk to me about the approach to the leasing of their mm-hmm. properties. Um, having been a former real estate agent, that is something that I bring to the table as well and have helped, as well as I like to bring some of my friends and introduce them so that I know that they're going to get a good approach uh, from the right customer, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for every 10 prospects that you guys talk to, how many do you close? What I tell Pete, because Pete asks me this all the time, because mm-hmm. Pete wants it to be simple, but what I tell Pete is for every 100 calls that I make, I could probably get 10 appointments and hope to get two sales. So for every 100 companies that we talk to, whether that's a warm call, a cold call, a referral-based call, not only do you have to do your best to present yourself to that customer and hopefully get a word of the job, you also have to be better than the other 500 companies that are competing for that same job. Do mm-hmm. you actually compete for five against 500, is, or is it really a, lim- a limited function of time and you're really only competing of, against five or ten? Uh, it's five or ten based upon probably the different type of job you're going after. We compete against the same – we see the same companies going in and out of different industrial bids. Mm-hmm. We see the same different five companies going in and out of office jobs, mm-hmm. medical jobs. Retail, there are probably 500 different companies um, because – that in itself, there's many companies that do one specific company that they work for. You'll have ABC contractor that just simply works for one of the national sandwich chains, and they just follow them around and build all their new ones because they have a consistency of approach. But more in the industrial and the high hazard, the medical and the office, it is more consistent than the same five or ten companies here in town. But there are a lot of good ones. What do you mean by high hazard? Uh, a couple of the companies that we for I mentioned earlier, EMD Chemical. 
I've been working in and around a company that does have a high hazard business that they perform working with chemicals. We have a great uh, history of working with companies like that. And that's a great way for those companies to be able to say that we've done this in the past. Those companies will look to us, and that's a qualifier right off the bat. Sometimes a company will say, oh, I'd like to bid for your job. Have you done any high hazard work before? And they say no. And they say, well, next. Mm, Okay. I understand what you mean. Let's take a, a short commercial break here, and we'll be back in a couple of minutes. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. At the first sign of trouble, there are three types of business leader. The first type of leader is like a turtle. He pulls his head and tail in and hides in his shell. Turtles hunker down, just trying to survive. The second type of leader is an opportunist. They're like eagles. Eagles spread their wings and take advantage of the winds. They catch the storm wind and rise to new heights. The third group, between turtles and eagles, are called turkeys. Turkeys are average and anxious. They huddle together and move. They never saw. However, turkeys are easy prey for those who seize the opportunity and soar. If someone in your industry goes out of business, are you going to get the business? The question is, which type of leader are you? Will you seize the opportunities to take market share and grow, or will your fate be like the turkeys? If you're serious about growth, call me to arrange a confidential meeting, 513-646-6523, or check our website at rothconsulting.net. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. You've heard our commercials about sales and sales management, but you haven't made the call for some reason. Maybe you're having your best year ever. Maybe you think a sales development company won't work in your industry. You're different. I wish I had a nickel for every time I heard that. Maybe you're afraid that if you called, you'd buy something. If you're happy with all your sales and profits, and believe you have all the answers or simply don't see yourself investing in yourself or your people, then don't make the call. We have nothing for you. For over 20 years, we've been coaching, mentoring, business owners, and sales professionals who are serious about their careers. So if you believe that Sandler Sales Training might make you better, faster, meaner, and stronger, call me at 513-646-6523 or register for our next open house. Roth & Associates, the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. You can check us at www.rothconsulting.net. This is Mike Roth. I'm back with Bert Heyman from Furlong Building. Bert, we have a, a couple of callers here, so let's let's talk to Kathy first. Kathy, can you hear us? Yes, I can. Why don't you ask Bert your question? Yes. Hi, Bert. I I wanted to know about, it sounds like you're doing pretty well, and I wanted to know about what you're hearing in the local marketplace from your customers. Are, are they... Are companies growing? Are you seeing a lot of growth in the market? And do you feel like companies will continue to grow into the next next year and even beyond? Well, thanks, Kathy. That wasn't too complicated of a question. Uh, while I'm not an economist, you do get a pretty good pulse for the economy uh, working with customers. When you see bigger companies spending money on their own buildings, when you talk to people in the brokerage industry who see a lot of different deals taking place, properties exchanging hands, properties that were traditionally, say, at 45, 50, and 60% occupied, now becoming 85, 90% occupied, it is a good feeling. Do I see that trend continuing? Um, I do. I've seen quite a few different companies that we've worked with in the past and the plans that we have moving forward. Um, it, It is optimistic. The thing is, I think a lot of folks began with the ramp-ups starting last year and hired a lot, which is great for the unemployment, 
Um, but at the same time, it may have gone a little too quick because some jobs that we have had, we are working on for three, four, six, ten months now. And while you want them all to start as quickly as you can, you have to, you're at the mercy of your customer. So while that's kind of a long and convoluted answer to what you asked, I, I am uh, confident that there is going to be more work out there. Um, I do see people spending money on buildings that they have versus simply moving and building a new building and leaving vacant properties down the road, which is a good sign because you want you want that that product uh, to last a long time, especially when you do build a building. And it's good for us because uh, we do more than just build. Uh, we will rehab, which we call tenant finish. Uh, we will do facelifts on buildings. We can do a lot of different things that will take an older building and make it look new, um, basically what the customer needs. But uh, it is good to see people spending money on their own properties and expanding. Good. Thanks for joining us, Kathy. Thank you. Uh, let's take one more more question, uh, Bert, from uh, Tony. Tony, ask Bert your question. Yes. Hey, Bert. My question is this. Um, I've worked in industries before where you have relation-based marketing and using your customers to sell your own products. How do you deal with a transition within that customer base? Like if you have a really good customer contact and they leave that company and then you're presented with a more contentious relationship, how do you handle that in your business that is so you know relation-based? Uh, actually, it's kind of an interesting question. In our business chances are we are dealing with more than just one person within a company. There's a decision maker, but there are the people in the different aspects of the business that we will work with because be it the financier or the plant manager or the um, the owner of the company who is not in the city that you're doing the, the job at, and they sometimes will just shoot up. Um, and when somebody does transition from one job to another, Hopefully you have a strong enough relationship with the other folks in the company that when someone comes in, has a brand new approach, um, is really going above and beyond what would be considered a normal justification of their purpose at that job, you have to roll with those punches because you have to look at the greater good. Getting the job done for that customer, getting the job done for that company, for our company, uh, is, is you know, it's, you just got to be the ball. You really have to maintain a consistent approach of what you do and not allow that person who can be contentious, that person who wants to try and dictate how the job goes. You you have to work around that. And sometimes it can be a long and arduous process. Sometimes a lot of different conversations will have to be had. But again, it's the, the overall relationship with the company. If you have a good relationship, you will see through that every time. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm just going to add something for Tony. At Sandler, uh, we say that people only buy from people they like and trust. So there are at least nine different strategies that you can de- deploy uh, to change that contentious relationship to one that really works. For example, what is their behavioral style? Are they a dominant driver? Are they an influencer of other people? Uh, the dominant driver might be characterized by Jack Nicholson. <laughs> Everybody knows Jack. And a uh, high influencer might be characterized by a comedian like Jay Leno. A, then you have steady relators, people who uh, don't like to cause waves. That doesn't sound like like your guy, Tony. And then the uh, last guy would be the uh, person who's compliant with the rules. Your 
CPA type person. I think we all know a CPA, mm-hmm. highly compliant with the rules. And then you have to modify your behavior to match and mirror what your client or, or prospect is like. You know, Tony, it's um, it's interesting. Sometimes you also have to understand the motives as to why the new person is being difficult. Um, they might have another company that they've worked with in the past, speaking specifically about the situation with with us working with the company, and they may want to try and get somebody else in the door. And if that's their motive, you have to understand that. And you have to have a good plan on how to get around that because the the, the big picture is getting the job done, getting the project built, getting the maintenance performed, um, and understanding where somebody's coming from. If they are trying to be a roadblock or are trying to dominate a situation, I, I think that's most important. And we had a situation uh, like that with another client uh, a couple of years ago. It was a major million-dollar contract, and uh, they wanted to throw my client out and bring in their friends. Mm -hmm. And it probably took a year, maybe a little bit longer, and a lot of strategy to ultimately get rid of the problem, change the, uh, the buying organization so we got back on even keel. Uh, there, there are multiple ways to solve the problem. Sure, and yeah, every problem is different. Strategy and process and people all have to go into making a company effective. Uh, thanks for calling, Tony. Uh, you know, that does happen quite a bit, though, because our sales process is not an overnight process. It, it, it can be a, a long, drawn-out process. It can mm-hmm. start with one meeting on a golf course, uh, on a phone call, at a cup of coffee, um, Mm -hmm. at a happy hour. It could be a chance meeting at a networking event. And then 14 months later, you're finally signing the contract to start building the building or doing the renovation or adding on. Um, So in that time, different key people in companies can change. Um, I focus on the sales cycle for our company and Understanding a start and finish date doesn't necessarily happen overnight, and, and it's important to stay on top of every customer, whether you're doing a job for them right now or you've done jobs in the past and you're consistently having conversation with them. So knowing those key people, even if you don't have an ongoing job, is very, very important to us. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What is the average sales cycle time in your world? It really depends on the type of job that we're doing. If it's a ground-up building. Ground-up building with someone you've never worked before. I would say every bit of 6 to 12 months. Mm-hmm. There's an awful lot goes on. The the design aspect, the planning, the zoning aspect, all the way down to picking out the furniture. Now, we mm-hmm. have folks in our company that are very, very good at that. Again, our architect, he he's very, very good at working with the customer on more than just fitting boxes inside boxes. He, so you're going to go as far as the furniture in the, in the offices in the building? We have, because that's it can be important for how we lay out uh, the inside of an office. If somebody is deciding to put 6x6 six six cubicles versus 8x8 eight eight cubicles, that can get, determine egress, which is how you move from one place to another through a building. It can determine code. It can determine if somebody is putting a certain height um cubicle up in their office, does it need to be sprinkled with a fire sprinkler system or something along those lines? Oh, yeah, my so, favorite is is the, the companies that have a lot of people on the phone and they put in five or six foot high cubicles, mm-hmm. which is totally insufficient. Oh, yeah. you, you got to go to eight feet. For, for the, the muffling, sound dampening, yeah. Absolutely. For the muffling of the sound, sure. 
But it, it, it's important for us because I can. It change, changes the heating and air conditioning of the ductwork. Changes every aspect of the entire the entire job. Mm-hmm. So staying in front of them on that, understanding what their purpose is in that space and in that building, in that office, in that uh, industrial warehouse is very important. Mm-hmm. We have a theory of operation here, uh, Bert, that simple solutions to complex problems are never correct. Perhaps you could share a complex problem that you tackled and came up with an equally complex solution to solve the problem. We have um, a customer. Uh, I won't go into specifics uh, in terms of names, but we have a customer who uh, is dealing with a first-generation space, meaning it's never been built out before. And he is trying to design how he's going to fit his business into that space. Mm-hmm. The space has a couple challenges because we don't want to move the restrooms because moving restrooms can be very expensive. And we are cost-minded when we are working with our customer. The problem is he has to install showers because of his clientele. He also has to have certain mechanical systems in the space. And a very simple solution to a very convoluted problem was how are we going to wedge these showers close to where the water line is and how are we going to keep access to the mechanicals? Well, simply what we did was we decided to put the mechanical closet inside one of the uh, restroom facilities just to have to go through one door to get to another door, which does not break code. Mm -hmm. It does not go against uh, zoning. Uh, Now we just have to convince the landlord that they can do that. Interesting. It's going to be a, a presentation. Uh, it's going to take some specific knowledge of code, specific knowledge of zoning, and a little bit of massaging with the uh, landlord that this is going to be ultimate, ultimate for them because in this particular property, this new tenant is going to drive a great deal of business to the property, which in turn is going to be consistency of rent and tenancy. Mm-hmm. So it would behoove them to work with us and accept the design that we propose for our customer, which is also going to be their customer. Is that something like a health club where you need to have showers? You're very perceptive. You mentioned <laughs> That's good. Uh, I think we have time for one more question before we take a, uh, a another commercial break. Uh, who are your, your real prospects besides the people that you've already done business with? Absolutely. Anybody looking to have a construction aspect of their business, be it opening, be it moving, be it purchasing a building, uh, one of our best customers doesn't even – occupy a specific building. They're a building owner. They own over 20 million square feet of property Mm -hmm. across many states, and we don't even work on the building that they occupy. They're an office tenant in the building that we don't work on. Um, But it it is interesting to work with them and understand what their, their, their impetus is to fill all of their buildings. And so working with them, understanding what they're wanting to do, working with their clients, that that's important. Good. Let's take another commercial break here. If you have a question for uh, Bert, the number is 646-595-4916. Imagine you just left your prospect's office and he now has your proposal, quote, or estimate. What do you suppose he's going to do with that valuable information that you just gave him for free? Call you tomorrow with an order? Get real. He's shopping it around to the competition. Hi, this is Mike Roth, founder of Roth & Associates. I'm the most experienced sales trainer in Cincinnati. I'm constantly amazed how salespeople operate. They believe a prospect asking for a proposal means the sale is as good as closed. Face it, trained prospects will turn you into an unpaid consultant. 
For over 15 years, we've been coaching, training, and challenging professionals who are 100% committed to long-term sales growth and profitability, no matter what it takes. If you're deadly serious about increasing sales, call me at 513-646-6523. Find out how Sandler Training can make you better, faster, and stronger. Or register now for our next open house, 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth, the most experienced Sandler sales trainer in Cincinnati. This is Mike Roth, Cincinnati's most experienced Sandler trainer. If you're a salesperson or a company owner, my message is critical for you. Today, I want to talk to you about the real secret of getting out of debt. Earn more money. Most salespeople and owners want to sell more at a higher price with better margins, but don't know how. I've helped hundreds of people and companies grow over 30% per year by making an investment in themselves. Albert Einstein said, insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result. I teach my clients new and different strategies, tactics, and behaviors that get dramatic results. I'm not for everyone. I'm tough, expensive, abrasive, and not politically correct. But if you want results, we need to talk. Call me at 513-646-6523. Give me your toughest questions. Then, if you qualify, I'll invite you in for a free meeting. 513-646-6523. This is Mike Roth and Bert Heyman. Before we get started again, Bert, I wanted to tell our listeners about a new public event that we're going to be having next month on August 14th. That's a Wednesday. We're going to have a luncheon program on business development at the Clovernook Country Club. If you're interested in getting information about that program, you can call our office at 513-753-9400, extension 102. Common will talk to you. If it makes sense, you can reserve a seat at that program. Bert, in, in your company, you're, you're one of the business leaders, and you've mm-hmm. been in other companies. Perhaps you can uh, share with our listeners a business leadership tip. Best leaders uh, that I've experienced, and I've experienced good ones and bad ones, the best ones lead by example and aren't afraid to get their hands just as dirty as the folks that he pays or she pays to get their hands dirty. Leading by example shows the people that you work with and who work for you that you are both knowledgeable about what you're doing as well as not afraid to do it yourself. So by actively and passively leading, you will inspire others to do the same. And I think that you can get more done that way and get more out of your people by showing them that way and and being a true leader as opposed to a boss who tells. I appreciate that. Uh, one of our, our projects here at uh, Cincinnati Business Talk Radio is to put together a business leadership program. And what we're going to do is edit together all of the leadership tips that people have given us. I hope mine makes the cut. I don't know. We have uh, 130 shows that we've, we've finished, and I probably will admit that in the first few shows I forgot to ask that question, <laughs> or uh, some of the guests gave us duplicate answers, as we've discovered. So we're going to be putting that together, and hopefully we're going to get that show on the air sometime during the month of August. Um, let's see. Next question. You're in a, a, a tough industry, mm-hmm. construction and design build. How do you think you compare to other high-performing uh, design build firms? Well, it's interesting you asked that. We were just recently named to the Business Courier Fast 55, 
which are the fast the 55 fastest growing companies based upon revenue, based upon new employee growth over the past year, etc. Uh, there were five construction companies in that uh, particular grouping of 55, and we ranked the highest mm-hmm. of the total 55. We were 14th of 55, and we were the highest construction company. Now, does that necessarily mean that we are the best in Cincinnati? I would say not, because we are probably not as big as some of the others. However, I like to think that we are the best at what we do, and we do perform every time to the level that we say we are going to perform. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you think of the th- our maybe the three real changes you guys have to make to ensure your long-term success. We have to keep up with the changing guidelines and restrictions, zoning, code, et cetera. We have to understand that. We have to make sure that we are not falling behind and getting too complacent uh, in the customers that we have and by in turn missing new opportunities as well as the way that technology advances, we have to make sure that we are on top of things and staying at the cutting edge of the technology at our fingertips necessary to enable us to do the good job. And I'll tell you, we've had some technological problems in our office, so it's important to have good customers that know good companies. We uh, we had an IT issue the other day that almost handcuffed us, as you and I were talking beforehand. Mm -hmm. Sometimes things happen, and you have to have contingency upon contingency, and four of us ended up sitting at McDonald's because we didn't have any IT at our office and we were using their Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. I don't know how many coffee refills we had, but uh, I'm pretty sure the staff was wanting us to leave. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I've heard stories like that. <laughs> if you were here a couple of hours early, you would have seen my IT guys all over the place. Mm-hmm. But it's one of the reasons that I keep two live computers in my office. Right. And, but, and there's a third one sitting in the car. But technology is important, and we have to keep up with uh, the technology out there, be it the tools being used or the way we're designing, even so much as how we're doing our billings, because receiving the money for the services that we provide uh, is just as important as the services mm-hmm. we provide. And there are new uh, different products and techniques for not just managing, but organizing and getting those bills out mm-hmm. and receiving. Would you say you have a sales culture at your company? Yes, we do. Mm-hmm. What are the top three things people would say about your current sales culture? That we are receptive, we are responsive, and we are aggressive. Mm-hmm. If we present somebody with a bid for a project, we're not just going to sit and wait for them to call back. If somebody calls us in our company, they always receive a return phone call. That's that's something that I drive. Uh, and we are receptive to the different needs of our customers. So you can be passively selling by just listening to what a customer needs. Mm-hmm. You know, we have a, a, a code of conduct that we use in every client engagement here. Honesty, i got to be honest with you. you got to be honest with me. If you can't measure up to that one, it's over. Uh, second one is integrity. That means our conversations are confidential unless you choose to disclose them. Uh, third one is commitment. We believe in commitment. Commitment meaning that you have to do what you said you were going to do even after the spirit in which you said it is gone or long gone. Uh, And not everyone understands that. And then we judge people and companies not by the commitments they make, but simply by the commitments they keep. That's a cultural thing I put in here pushing more than 10 years ago because there were issues. Mm -hmm. And that's why we decided to tell everyone who was a potential client what our code of conduct was. 
it makes a big difference. It does. It does. Not to say that the phone always rings off the hook because hopefully we're making all the outbound calls Mm -hmm. or keeping in contact with our customers. But if somebody calls you and you don't call them back in any industry, you're wrong because there's five other companies waiting to talk to somebody standing right behind you for that one customer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, over that one issue, I once fired an extremely large account because I want to pull out my hair. I mean, Mm -hmm. you can't work with people you can't talk to. Nope. Uh, If you examine the the key components for growth in a company, uh, they center usually on one of three three factors. We like to call it the sales efficiency factors. Uh, One is strategy. Two is people. Mm Mm-hmm. Uh, three is process, which is most important in your company. The people. Mm-hmm. Hand, hands down, it's the people. Um, we have the experience and the expertise to provide accurate estimates, to do the right design, to manage the right process and the right project. But it's the people. It's the Like I said, everybody in our company is a salesperson. Everybody in our company talks to everyone they know about our company. They're proud of our company. They're proud of the services that we provide, the success that we achieve. So our people are our most important. That's interesting. We uh, we worked with an architectural company, and I think it was back in 2008, 2009, when things were really go- really going bad. And we, we actually put everyone in that company through our Sandler Foundations program, from the receptionist to the CEO. Mm-hmm. So they all talk the same language, and they all follow the same system of selling. Uh, out of curiosity, do you guys use a CRM system there? We do. Which one do you use? We use um, FileMaker Pro. FileMaker Pro. Yes. Surprised look on my face that no one could see it. <laughs> well, it was first introduced to me, too. but uh, our uh, it's, a, it's an old program that goes back to the DOS days. Well, I hope our marketing person is listening. <laughs> uh, we we at Sandler support the uh, a lot of CRMs, uh, Microsoft CRM, uh, Dynamic CRM, Salesforce, uh, Act. I've used Act before. Uh, there are a lot of good ones. Um, I don't know much about the current iteration of FileMaker. I think it's twelve. Yeah, I have an app. <laughs> <laughs> we used to call that a a, a flat uh, uh, database program. Everything had to be in one file, which was a, a terrible solution in the old days. I'm sure the new product is much better. Uh, what drives your CEO uh, to make the company bigger and better? He's very competitive. Um, he's competitive in that he likes to see his company listed amongst the other companies that are that have historically done well. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's also a family man with a big family, and he likes to see them eat. So as the company grows, the food stays on the table, and he likes to see um, the company grow internally, not just in revenue, but he likes more bringing more people into the fold. I can truly say that our CEO, and it's not just because I'm related to him, uh, does care about each individual person. He knows everything there is to know about them, um, and uh, he does honestly care about them. And it's not just the CEO. It's 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 a true partnership between Jude and Pete, and, and both of them uh, are very different and very similar in terms of their desires for growth. Pete wants to grow one way, Jude wants to grow another, and obviously it's worked thus far uh, because they're not uh, 
divergent paths, but they do like to see people individually in the company succeed, hence the whole company succeeds. Mm -hmm. What motivates you, Bert, to make tough decisions? Uh, Only good decisions are tough decisions. Uh, Easy decisions, as you said earlier, um, aren't necessarily always the right one. But what motivates me to make the tough decision is the greater good. Mm -hmm. Sort of a needs of the many outweigh the needs of the few or the one type deal. I've had to pass uh, on working with some friends in the past simply because it wasn't right for our company. Um, It wasn't the right job. So uh, making tough decisions, uh, I think, makes us better. Because if all we did was make easy decisions, mm-hmm. then we would never be challenged. Right, right. Uh, is there any plans uh, in the imminent future for Furlong to add more employees? Uh, as more jobs are signed, we're absolutely going to have to more folks on. Absolutely. Because you have to have full-time superintendents uh, on jobs. As there's more work coming in, as our company gets bigger and better, we're going to have to have more people to bid the jobs as well. But I'll let Jude and Pete make the uh, hiring decision on those. Okay, so those are construction project managers and and superintendents. Yes. Okay, that's good. Uh, you don't have any of your own construction crews, uh, like contractors, uh, carpenters. No, we are a construction management company. Okay, great. Uh, Pete, any last thoughts? No. If uh, if you are looking to do remodeling, expansion, building tenant finish for your company, uh, please do consider Furlong Building Enterprises and give us a shot. I promise you, you won't be let down. Good. Bert, I want to thank you for uh, being a guest here on uh, Cincinnati Business Talk. I'm going to give you a copy of uh, our book, uh, The 49 Sandler Rules by our CEO, David Matson. Thank you. Okay. In the book, you're going to find a, a calendar of upcoming Sandler events and training pass. You can come to come in and sit on a, in on a sales or sales management class, and uh, went to uh, number one when it was released about two years ago, and uh, went uh, on Amazon and went to number three on the Wall Street Journal list of bestsellers, and uh, today is sitting as number about three thousand out of three million books on Amazon. So it continues to sell well, and uh, again. Thank you for uh, being on the show. And Scott, why don't you take it away? Thanks for listening. This program is the property of Sandler Training by Roth & Associates, Inc. The show may be distributed only with written permission and then only in its entirety. If you have any questions or comments, contact Mike at MikeRoth at RothConsulting.net or call Mike at 513-753-9400.